This podcast is a part of the Podmania Podcasting Network. Check out podmania.co.uk to check out more of our great podcasts, features, reviews, match ratings and previews spanning the crazy and diverse world of professional wrestling. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Jonners. This is episode 93, so we're rapidly approaching our celebratory 100th episode. But today, I've got a very special guest joining us on the Wrestling with Jonners podcast. I'll introduce that special guest very, very soon. But we are going to be concentrating on a few topics today. Uh, we are going to be looking uh, just one day removed from NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2. So that takes place tomorrow on the WWE Network or live in person if you're lucky like me. So we're going to be covering all of the matches that are set to go down in Blackpool tomorrow with my special guest. We're also going to be looking and covering this week's AEW Dynamite and NXT, two excellent uh, shows. Uh, and, and as always, they didn't disappoint. And uh, we're also going to be looking at some of the hot talking points from the wrestling world from the last seven days. Um, so I, at this point, I usually go into all my social media links and kind of cover off all my Twitters, Instagrams. Don't need to now. I'm just going to give you one link to go to, and that's our brand new wrestling with jonas website wrestlingwithjonas.com go there to find all of our social media links uh, our merch links um, our archive of podcasts video casts interviews and uh, yeah news articles and we've got a, a team of writers that are putting up uh, articles um, every single week so lots to cover there wrestlingwithjonas.com go and check it all out there and like i say all of our social media links are at the top of the page and our full archive of podcasts as well um, but that leads me to our special guest that's going to be helping us cover uh, TakeOver Blackpool 2, AEW and NXT. And that's uh, Foul from Foul Original Podcast and YouTube channel. So good afternoon, sir. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, thanks, Jonas, for having me on. I've, uh, I'm, I'm really, really happy to be here. Um, we get to talk about so much today. It's a great Saturday afternoon. Got myself a coffee and uh, I'm ready to talk about some wrestling. Awesome, awesome, and so am I. It's quite a big uh, weekend for wrestling fans, especially if you're a fan of um, the NXT product and NXT UK in particular. We're going to be covering the Takeover Blackpool card a bit later on. But uh, are you are you a fan of NXT UK? Have you been following it since it's been on our TV screens on the network for the last year, year and a, a few months, Val? Yeah, so I've, I've been really excited from it. Um, obviously, Pete Dunne is from Birmingham. I'm from Birmingham. So it's a pretty big deal for me to see him hold that championship for so long. Um, all of Mustache Mountain are all Midlands boys. So I've loved that. Um, I went to actually see NXT UK um, TV tapings last year um, in February, and that was amazing. Um, I've, been really, I've been really happy that we've got to see some British wrestlers on a much larger stage. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I mean, the, the card is looking pretty stacked. Uh, and if you watch their kind of preview show on the network this past Thursday, it's really got me excited for a lot of the matches and a lot of the talent that we're going to see in uh, Blackpool on Sunday afternoon. But uh, back to yourself then, Fal. So 
you are very active on social media, on Twitter in particular. Uh, you've got an excellent YouTube channel uh, called Failed Original. I know you, you dabble in one or two other channels as well, and you're a prolific podcaster, and you're you're a prolific guest on other people's podcasts like this one here. Uh, but uh, when did podcasting and YouTube start for you? When did you first get interested in doing it? How long have you been doing it for? And tell us a little bit about your channels. Sure. Um, so I've been going for like about, well, I started in 2016. Uh, in 2016, in the, uh, it was just before, it would have been September 2016. And during that time, I made a video. Um, I made a few videos. I was really inspired by WrestleMania, who I had chance to speak to last year. And it was like absolutely insane. But I made a, YouTube, a few YouTube videos. I made one about Roman Reigns getting booed. Uh, I made one about uh, Titus O'Neil when he did the push uh, to Vince McMahon. Yeah. And then I did one called Top 10 Wrestlers Who Murdered Someone. That one went <laughs> crazy. In about the space of like two days, it picked up like 100,000 views. And that was my third video uh, on my YouTube channel. And I was like, oh, my God, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. Um, the next video got 10 views. So, you know, like, <laughs> um, but uh, I was uh, at the time I was in a relationship and that relationship t around about the same time that Foul Original appeared, um, that relationship ended. That was 2016. Um, and then... At that time, I had some changes in my life, got a new job, did a few bits and pieces. Then I came back. I did um, I did stuff on Periscope, which is a live streaming platform, which people have probably seen. Um, and I was very, very lucky to do random videos about nothing with my phone. And I left Periscope with a million and a half likes. Wow. Um, and it was, in again, insane. Um, I got a chance to get insulted by every single person on my appearance because uh, I, looked I looked weird. And, <laughs> and that's all it was. It was toughening up my skin. Um, and then I came back here in 20... Funnily enough, I came back to my channel um, in 2018. I did a live stream for the Royal Rumble off my phone on YouTube. And that picked up like 20,000 views. And I was like, I'm just sitting here on my phone, like in the living room. Um, maybe I could do something with this. And started doing the live show on a weekly basis every Sunday. Um, and since then, it's just been just collaborating with the wrestling community. Uh, end of 2018 is where I made, I say to people, I made a nuisance of myself on wrestling Twitter, an absolute nuisance of myself, to the point where people, I didn't just talk up the name foul around the water cooler, I gave everyone a glass of water. I, like, I literally went around and filled up every single person's glass, and I said, hey, do you know about this foul original guy? That's me. And um, <laughs> by the start of 2019, um, I started working with other people. I was very, very fortunate to, funnily enough, this time last year, I did a live stream for NXT TakeOver. I think it was Blackpool, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I was quite lucky to have Omega Luke on the show, Conrad from Everything Pro Wrestling, uh, Name Redacted, Will from Raybuster. And we had an amazing roundtable, the first one I've ever done. And on that night, in January 2019, I reached a thousand subscribers and I was like, that's it. I'm going to do stuff now. And uh, it's kind of been from there. Sorry, it's been from there. Uh, I mean, because you've got, what, uh, 3,700 subscribers on YouTube now. So it has gone up even more since 12 months ago when you hit your thousand mark. So, 
Uh, I mean, how do you think you've done it? I mean, you, you, you cover a lot of wrestling companies. I mean, you cover AEW, WWE, NXT, all the usual stuff. You've recently done a, a live stream of uh, New Japan, which went over five hours, I think. Uh, so you do cover yeah. a lot of different wrestling uh, companies and a lot of content in general. Um, how do you think you've built up your audience? Uh, I mean, is it because you, you push out regular top quality content? You cover a lot of different topics. What do you think has been the, the, the secret sauce? I think it's a mix of all of those things you've just said. I think it's on YouTube especially, and it's something that people forget about. It's all about the algorithm. Like, it's all about the algorithm. And people speak about it like it's a sentient being, and it kind of is. Like, you got to feed it. So I have a show which, and this is something I challenged myself to do, making videos, I'm quite perfectiony about it. So if it's something that's going out and I have to listen to my voice and I have to cut around, it might take me weeks. If it's live, I've got to put it out. It's too late. Like, what can you do? Like, it's live. So I've um, I've put out that content every week. YouTube recognizes I do that every week. Sometimes I'll talk about topics. I talk about topics that are interesting to me. Sometimes they happen to kind of cross over with what's popular right now. Um, and I think part of it has been the collaboration. I truly, truly believe that having a chance to work with other content creators, having a chance to have conversations with people that you wouldn't necessarily have, having a chance to have differing opinions, um, I think that's part of the secret sauce. Also, it's been um, connecting with my audience. Like, my audience, and I said this in the pre-chat, is I want to make a show that I'd want to watch. And if I don't want to watch it, then why would anyone else want to watch it? So I think that's where I've come from. Like the first weekly wrestling recaps, which is the live show I do, were done from my bed. Like if you go back and watch the first episodes, like I'm literally in my bed and like obviously now I've got like green screen and stuff, but that would be like something pops up on the left-hand side, something pops up on the right-hand side and I'd point to it and I'd be like, this is hilarious, this thing's on the screen. That was part of what I was doing. Um, I think that, again, I've been quite lucky as well that Fight have been really, really helpful. Fight TV. And big shout mm. out to them. They're really nice people. Last night, um, they, we had an issue with, with something behind the scenes. And they worked their asses off for an hour to get it working for me before I went to bed. Um, and uh, also, people like Brain Buster was a really big thing for us. Um, and it's, it's just working with people like yourself. I think that by... I made a promise to myself last year that I wanted to do, I wanted to be on as many different podcasts as possible. And I think that I kind of achieved part of that. But um, for people out there that are looking to get that, hit that next level, all I can say is collab, um, be consistent and have fun when you're doing what you're doing. People will know when you're not having fun. They'll see it straight away. And you talk about those five hour streams. Um, I was doing the five hour stream and then a recap afterwards. The recap was where you could tell I I was like dead. It was like six hours of me just looking at a screen. And it's like, yeah, so the things that just happened on this show, I'm ever so sorry, but it's six in the morning and I've forgotten all the matches. Um, I think that's part of it. But having a good co-host um, and just having fun. Just have fun, guys. Like the most important thing is if you have fun, people will see that and they will want to see you have more fun. 
Yeah, and I, I found that it's important that you don't need to know everything in wrestling. You don't need to know all the names, all the moves, all the shows. But as long as you're having fun, you, you, your fans or your listeners will enjoy it as well. Um, and uh, yeah, it's all about the connection you have with your listeners. And uh, I totally agree with what you're saying there. But uh, making a nuisance of yourself on Twitter is something I also agree with. Uh, because if you're a shrinking violet, not putting out posts, not uh, liking, retweeting, or getting involved in a conversation, then people aren't going to know you're out there. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think I think that's the po- that's the point. Like it is, if as long as you, and even if you just pop in, like with me, I wasn't sure what to say, and in that first period of time, so 2018, so my nuisance was gifts. Now gifts, gifts. I'm sorry if I offended anyone, but gifts here. Yeah. So like all I did was I did. And I was really lucky to find like a British subsection of wrestling Twitter, and those are people like Paul Tolly, Mags. Big shout out to Mags. I love you, Mags. Yeah, like, I love Mags. Save kept me sane last year but mags um paul tolly uh if all the guys of five nerds go like mgb graham like all these brits so i could make jokes about alan partridge that like the americans have no idea what the hell i was talking about but the brits are like carrying on with it and i found comfortableness in that and uh i think that's it like people people when you're a wrestling fan that's not your only fandom like you will like other things and something that Cody does quite well is Cody Rhodes will put a message out like the new Picard series that's coming out like I'm a big Star Trek fan and he'll put a message out going like I think it looks really good what do you guys think and that's nothing to do with wrestling that's absolutely nothing to do with wrestling but it engages fans and it's another chance for people to say I don't know a lot about say New Japan like I'm not an expert on New Japan but if someone's talked to me about New Japan I could tell them about like you know the connection to AEW where I started watching New Japan and I would rather someone educate me on it and tell me that hey you pronounce that name hilariously wrong than, uh, than someone to say to me oh yeah you're doing everything right oh yeah cool yeah go for it like it's um I think one thing that I've learned uh massively over last year is and as you've just said you can't know everything you cannot know everything and it's the second that you're comfortable with that you'll have really good you'll have such fun time yeah well i'm so glad that i had some good co-hosts during my uh, night one and night two reviews of wrestle kingdom 14 because i did butcher quite a few of the wrestlers names to be honest with you and uh, they, they they did correct me or uh, uh, maybe say it uh, how it should have been said so that i could follow suit later on in the in the commentary but uh, my wrestle kingdom reviews of night one and night two are up on my archive if any of my listeners fell want to uh, get in touch with you or watch any of your stuff where can they find you what what social media platforms uh, or what uh, podcast platforms are you on and uh, kind of where can they find you so um the youtube channel youtube.com search for original wrestling is the place you'd want to go to to start with because um you can also find me on twitter at foul underscore original on the twitters i do giveaways for loads of different stuff thanks to fight tv so i've got a giveaway going on for nwa hard times at the moment and a few other bits and pieces um but the audio side see that's where um i'm kind of lacking sometimes uh, i'm quite lazy so if you go to linktree.ee, we all know the one, linktree slash foul original, you can find loads of links to the foul original podcast. Now it goes out in audio form sometimes. Uh, and the, the, the best way to get it, the best way to catch the show though is to try and catch it live on YouTube. Um, yes. I, uh, 
I also have Remote Wrestling, which I've got some more content to put up, which is um, a show which was a lot more about my geekery and like fandoms of other stuff. And we talk about TV uh, and niche, nondescript stuff. Uh, and I had people like uh, Dave Hancock from Wrestling Travel. I had WrestleMania on there. Um, and that's over on my other Twitter, which is at Remote Wrestling. Um, but those are probably the best places to check me. Uh, I, I'm on Instagram as well, obviously, but my link tree is the best place to go to, and that's all available on um, Twitter. But I do have a website, not as good as yours, I have to say. I've checked your website out. <laughs> Thank my you. God, well done. Well done, because... Well, all credit to one of my sons there. They, they put it together in a couple of months, but it does look pretty good. I'm very happy with it. <laughs> it, really good. it looks really good and it's something that i wanted to do in the future but instead my website is just my face and like some little like random links but um that's where you can go to check out some other bits and pieces that i have but um i'm looking to maybe this year start putting out some more written content um but right now it is my videos um and yeah like once we hit this year and we're back into kind of mania season i'm going to be doing a lot more in the way of collaborations with people and those will all be available in audio content up on and on my audio side i'm on itunes i'm on podbean i'm on spotify i'm on all those places search for foul original podcast and there'll be some new stuff coming up very very soon awesome and i'll make sure that your link tree address is up in the description of the podcast so people can click and uh, find you in all them places but uh, yeah i've got to say your your youtube stuff is is phenomenal so uh, congratulations there but uh, switching topics slightly um wrestling still but uh, Tell me a little bit about how you become a wrestling fan then, Fel. So, so kind of what, what was uh, some of your earliest recollections of clamping your eyes on this lovely sport that we that we all enjoy? And uh, tell me a little bit about the, the early years of your wrestling fandom. So um, I've been a wrestling fan for a long ass time. <laughs> like, Same. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I think I think a lot of us, it's it's really similar. Like we're both in the UK, so my wrestling fandom kind of peaked during the year 1999-2000. Um, that's when, over here in the United Kingdom, we had wrestling on mainstream terrestrial TV, on Channel 4. Like, it did happen before, like, and that's where my fandom kind of starts. Um, back in the late 80s, uh, very late 80s, uh, like 88, 89, I watched um, a few WrestleMania um, tapes, and I used to watch them on tape, VHS. Some one of my cousins would come round, pop on a VHS, um, we'd watch matches and we'd watch bits and pieces. And that's kind of where it started. Um, wrestling, because we didn't have satellite at home, was always something which was you'd watch it at someone else's house while you yeah. had be there um like when smackdown first aired i remember it was on sky one and it would come on on sky one and i can remember specifically saying hey mom can we go visit like my grand my granddad can we go visit granddad I'm for no particular reason <laughs> no, you guys want to talk about stuff i'm just gonna sit here and uh, just just watch the tv and i can vividly remember my it was my granddad's <laughs> little brother and he saw china on the screen and he goes is that is that is that gonna be your wife in the future? And I was like, oh, thanks, dude. He was like, she's ever so strong. She's gonna knock you out. And I was like, and at the time, I would have been like about nine, ten, maybe. Actually, no, it would have been a little bit later. We were definitely older than that. But he was uh, he was desperate to marry me off to China. But um, I uh, so that was that. I, I watched WCW stuff. Um, when it came to the year two thousand, two thousand one, my wrestling fandom exploded, and I had a Dreamcast. 
and using my Dreamcast, I could download wrestling stuff and I could watch it on my Dreamcast. So I watched the first TNA, NWA TNA pay-per-view on the oh, Thursday. Um, I was I was part of, um, and I don't know if anybody knows about these, but wrestling news groups. So I used to be part of the pro wrestling news group on alt.binaries.prowrestling. And I'd, <laughs> I'd just chat just chat on there and you could download stuff so i would watch um tna every week so i watched the first show with uh ken shamrock winning that gauntlet becoming the first champ and i was like this show is insane so every single week i was watching that i was watching shoot promos i was listening to shoot interviews at the same time uh, the wrestling channel started over here um in the uk on satellite and then i did have satellite and i was able to watch big um i was able to watch new japan over here bravo was showing ecw they also showed random bits of uk stuff um but my wrestling fandom just exploded in 2001 i took a bit of a break in 2006 ish I think we all have at one point or another because, uh, yeah, like I say, life happens, uh, you grow up, you find other things to do. And, uh, yeah, I, I took a break for about six years. Yeah, and then I, I was still, but I think it was still something where I knew everything that was happening. So I was still mm. the general wrestling fan. I still catch every year's WrestleMania. Um, I'd still watch bits and pieces. And then I think that it was 2010-11, roughly, and I say this, it was roughly when Punk was back on the scene and he I kind of took a slight break again and then punk did the um the, his promo pipe, pipe bomb. bomb pipe bomb hit and I was back and I was back like fully back I couldn't not watch it I remember being really out feeling out of the loop because I heard about the pipe bomb afterwards then I went back and watched that episode of Raw and I was like this is really weird there's something going on here like because I remember hearing about the invisible arrows and stuff and I was like I don't know and I got to the end and I was like you know the rest of the show was was trash this last segment I'm sold I want to watch this match I'm really into this Punk goes away I'm still into this and that took me back because obviously then I started looking at ROH again and all those different promotions um and uh, I started falling in love with Japanese wrestling again, but it was hard to find anywhere which was showing it in English, um, like, quickly. And I think I got into New Japan around the time that Jeff Jarrett did, I think it was Wrestle Kingdom 10. And he had um, GFW co-presented New Japan and he had Jim Ross there doing live commentary. And that was it. I was into New Japan. <laughs> I was like, so it's, um, I think with me, um, I've been very, very open to any kind of wrestling. I don't, I don't have a particular, I, I, I don't have a particular allegiance to any wrestling. I have allegiance to the wrestlers, and I have allegiance to the the product that I'm seeing on screen. So, like, like nowadays, I watch wrestling in maybe a like slightly different way, but I could still watch NWA Power, and that gives me that like butterfly feeling, that kind of like I don't know what's going to happen, and it's all warmer. It's like it's like I'm drinking a coffee now. It's like drinking a Horlicks, like a beautiful Horlicks. Watching NWA, okay, other other hot drinks are available, but drinking <laughs> a beautiful Horlicks, yeah, and uh, it's it's really comfortable and it's really inviting, and I think that's kind of where my journey has gone along to, really. Yeah, they're producing a fantastic product, and uh, I'm a big fan of uh, the Power Show every Tuesday on YouTube. And you, you've covered a lot of ground there. You, you've obviously made it clear that you're a wrestling fan of uh, pretty much most of the mainstream um, wrestling promotions around at the moment. Uh, you mentioned about wrestlers, dummies. What, what are some of the wrestlers 